0: Welcome to episode number 42 of BYOB, Be Your Own Bliss at the Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Thruston, and today we are going to talk about a love story, probably the greatest love story ever. And that's the love story between you and you, that love that you have for yourself, of yourself, about yourself, with yourself. Because honestly, it's always going to be the longest relationship we have. So how do we start to come to this place of loving ourselves more? So like any of our journeys, this is not about getting to a destination. Loving yourself is never going to be about a fixed end point. It is always about this constant evolution as you reveal more of your truer self, your authentic self, of re-falling in love with yourself as you start to create a healthier, loving, healed relationship with yourself. So all of this came about. I've been doing some spiritual direction in Reiki with a healer um, in my town and we've been kind of working to uncover, to dig up that past stuff, the past stories, the past versions of me that I've been kind of stuck with. Maybe stuck with is the wrong word, but are still kind of playing too big of a role in this newer, authentic version of me. I want to let them heal, let them know that they are they have been helpful in their own way, and I honor, love, and appreciate that, but we're moving on. We're moving in different directions here. So it all kind of started as we were talking about a to-do list, and I don't know if you're at all like me, but in my family, there was always a very specific way that life moved. There was a checklist that you kind of, you were definitely supposed to, whether it was <laughs> very much said or not, it was a definite way that these were the the benchmarks that showed that you were successful, right? That showed that you knew what you were doing, you were moving success, successfully onto that next step and that those were the things that, we, that were celebrated. And coming to this point of wanting to feel very much at home and comfortable with my decisions, my path, this kind of black sheepness I have put upon myself and still feeling some failure because I haven't done the checklist. Got it up to a certain point and then it kind of feels like it all went to hell and I started... (laughs) (laughs) Not in, in a bad way. It's just that, you know, sometimes life has different paths for us. And what we expect and think and kind of plan on is not always what is in our best interests. It's become clear to me the more healing work I do is that a lot of what I'm here to do at least in my family line, is to kind of stop this, to stop this idea that there's only one way to experience life, that there is only one way that you're considered successful, or there's only one way, whatever it is, because I looked at a lot at like what my mom's life was. And I think it's hard to know now cuz she's gone, so I can't ask her these questions, but I always wonder. Did she know if she wanted to do this stuff cuz she really wanted to? Did she know that she wanted to be a mom because she always wanted to or because that's what she was told was ultimately what was supposed to be best for her? That was supposed to be your goal was to be a mom. And so it's hard to know based on some of that because that's not how my life kind of that's not the path it took. And I always thought that there was some regret that I hadn't been a mother, which is kind of a weird thought because it was, you know, always thought I was going to be a mom like my mom. And as I look at it now, it's definitely more this, but that was an expectation. Where I am in my life right now, do I want to be a mom? No. I want to be selfish. I want to have mornings that weekend mornings where I don't have to get out of bed until whenever I want to, that I can have dinner whenever I want to, that I can, you know, do my own schedule when I want to. And realizing that while I never had like actual kids of my own, I have spent a lot of years mothering people in my own life. So in respects, I was a mother. So I'm like, okay, that's one thing on my to-do list that I didn't want And I'm still trying to kind of wrap my brain around that because when you thought something for like 30, 40 plus years, it's hard to, (laughs) when you have that realization to really wrap your brain around it. And so there's still a little resistance with that because there's always this thought of, do I really not wanna be a mom or am I just telling myself that so that I'll feel better? So here's kind of your permission as well. It's like, you're gonna have these realizations and not know quite what to do with them yet. I'm still, this has been like three weeks now that I kind of had this realization. I still don't know what to do with this information yet. Doesn't mean I have stopped trying. Doesn't mean that it's not part of my meditation. It's not part of my journaling. It's not part of that kind of uncomfortableness that I sometimes allow myself to sit with. Sometimes I'm getting better, but we all have those moments where we try to avoid the tough feelings but giving yourself patience to know that on this journey to discarding the things that aren't gonna serve you as you move forward to try to love yourself, to embrace maybe things that you didn't think were gonna be part of your journey, that there is gonna be some lag time. There is gonna be some spots where you're not quite sure if this is it yet, but you're gonna wait. You just gotta wait and see and process it and give it time. So as we're sitting there having this conversation, The family thing, the kids thing was the first thing on my list. And then it was, you know, I haven't focused that much lately or in a few years on a romantic relationship. And the more we kind of just talking about it and talking it through, there's still some space There's still some work. There's still some healing for me that needs to be done on 100% knowing my value and knowing my worth and finding more days, more times, more moments where I'm truly, deeply in love with me. Because I know that that's not a 100% all the time thing, but... There is something, and this is just my journey, and it doesn't necessarily have to be yours, but knowing that I can't fully come to that place of being in a relationship with somebody if I don't know what I need. What are my boundaries? How am I to be loved if I don't know myself? So I think sometimes there's this misconception that, you know, you meet that right person and they're going to show you what it really means to be loved and how to love you and doesn't always sit... 100% right with me. <laughs> because I think part of it is then we fall into this trap of, well, they told me that this was how real love was going to be. And if we don't know in the depths of our soul what it means to love us, then I don't think other people can truly get that. And it puts too much on the outside. This is an inside job to begin with because it's all about this communication aspect. If somebody else is going to love me, I need to communicate what is the best way for them to love me. And I would expect the same in return. How can I best love this person I'm in a relationship with? Because remember, the relationship with ourselves is our longest relationship. So why would we assume that some person that we've just met knows better the love we need and deserve than we do? Stop letting others tell you how you want to be loved. Take the time, the space, the healing, the do the work to truly find out how you deserve to be loved, how you want to be loved to have that firm foundation of knowing your worth in love because nobody, nobody is gonna fill that space for you. It's always gonna be like there's one more thing missing and that can't happen. You can't find that completeness, that fullness if you're not working on you. You need to know what loving you looks like, what loving you is and stop stop waiting for somebody else to tell you how that's going to be. And giving yourself that grace and that permission to it's always going to be an ongoing process. So as you move through the world, as you gather experiences, as you heal the past, as you work through some of those old stories, old thoughts, old beliefs, you're going to come and maybe have a different idea or maybe it's past relationships. Maybe there are ways in those relationships that really stuck with you about how you like to be treated and loved and listened to and honored and those boundaries and all of that good stuff. So just using it all as like, magazine clippings as you're building your like vision board of what does loving yourself look like. It's okay to pull the good stuff from past relationships. It's okay to tap into those feelings maybe of that first love or that first really serious relationship or maybe it was a first marriage, whatever it was. It's okay to glean that information because it's all good information if it's healthy and supporting you to love yourself more. And this is not necessarily always about romantic relationships. This can be relationships with friends and family and how you relate to like your sister or your brother, an aunt, a father, a mother, a grandparent. How you want to be loved can then be communicated better to those people who do love you. And that's going to be the hard one. It's been a hard one for me. I'm still working through some of that with family members because as I've changed Maybe changed is not the right word as I've grown. I don't know if that's better. (laughs) But as some of those old masks, old layers, old blocks have kind of come loose and come free and the truer, more authentic version of Lisa has shown up, it means that I have to interact with people I have had relationships with (laughs) since I was born in a new and different way. And so now we're having different conversations. We're talking in different ways and I'm being direct in a way that I never was. I'm learning to set boundaries in a way I never did. And knowing that I deserve this, I'm worthy of this and in time. And I'm, you know, it's always, it's always a process that, you know, understanding that the boundary is not about trying to make somebody else mad, it's about honoring, loving, and protecting you and separating out that idea, that feeling, that thought that my boundaries are gonna make somebody else upset. And it probably will, and it's possible, and it might, but that is not a you problem, that is a they problem, them, whoever, right? You have no control how they interpret that. You have control over standing firm in what it means and how you're in relationship with people. That's what this whole thing about loving yourself is, is honoring what is best for you in every situation, comfortable, uncomfortable, and anywhere else on that kind of like spectrum. Because it's not always going to be the people who are like, oh, that's your boundary. Cool. Honor it. Got it. More than likely, it's going to be those people who are like, why are you doing this to me? I thought you loved me. Why are you being mean? That's when we have to know and be anchored in our love, our value and our worth in ourselves so that we know All right, babe, this is not about me. This is about them. This is not about me. This is about them. Because that's the only way you keep moving forward without constantly getting dragged back in to maybe situations that aren't good or healthy for you. And realizing that maybe it's not about love every day, but it's about respecting yourself enough to treat yourself well every day feeding yourself when you need it, resting when you need it, moving your body when you need it, taking time off when you need it, talking to somebody who can help you when you need it. It's about respecting yourself enough that you put that care of you as a priority because it should be a priority. You deserve to have that be a priority because when you have those days where you feel like you love that love for me, it's just mm, not there you have enough respect for yourself to take care of yourself the best way you can. Cause we talk about this when we talk about body image, remember it's, you know, you may not always love your body, but you respect it enough to take care of it put it in clothes that feel comfortable on it. All of those things for our bodies, we're going to do that for our whole being, whatever that looks like. So finding those things, that you can take care of yourself, honor yourself with, if you're having one of those days. And not to beat yourself up if it feels like you have fewer days where you're like in love with yourself than not. I think that's right. (laughs) It's okay if you struggle a little bit, but remember that it's about one foot in front of the other. It's about the smallest of baby steps that keep moving us forward. We don't get to the top of the ladder by stepping from the, from the ground to the top rung. We have to take each rung at a time to get us to the top. And it's the same thing here. It's each step forward, each day that you reaffirm your worth, your value, your love for yourself, that kind of builds that inner fire, that builds that inner strength. So I want to give you a couple of action steps that you can start using in the next days, weeks, months to start to cultivate a little bit more love for yourself. So you're going to grab a journal, you're going to take a little bit of time, make sure you you have time to be uninterrupted, that you can really think about this, maybe grab your favorite drink, put on some relaxing music. And we're going to do a few things here to kind of get us in this headspace of learning to love ourselves a little bit more. So I want you to list five, at least five of all of these things, okay? Five things that you love about your personality, right? So five things that you really love about you and your personality. Five things that make you special and unique. I don't care what they are right? This is the list for you. You don't have to show it to anybody. Five things you love and appreciate about your body. And then five things you want to love yourself a little bit more. Five ways you want to love yourself a little bit more. And then plan something. Take yourself on a date. Take yourself someplace special. Do something that is just for you and put maybe put the list in a place that you can kind of keep seeing it or you know make a special page for each of these little categories and as you kind of go through the days the weeks the months continue adding to this list you know it doesn't have to be five things and i'm done <laughs> five was just our jumping off point five was me being kind to you and <laughs> making it a doable thing but journey not destination. We're constantly adding to that. If somebody gives you a compliment, start adding that. If somebody has said, "Oh, I really love when you do this, maybe start a list of things like that. But don't let it be just a one and done. Let it be a growing, breathing, living thing. Maybe it's a Google Doc you keep on your phone or you've had a little notepad on the phone and you just continually add to this list as you're out and about and going throughout your day. Don't let this be done and then hide away because it gets really easy to fall back into that old old mindset, that old way of being because you're, you don't see it in front of you every single day. And that's not what we're doing here. It needs to be front and center and present in our minds, in our days, in our beings, so that it becomes this breathing, living thing so that you can keep working on this, keep moving through this, keep doing all the stuff because nobody else does is going to do this except you. It has to be all you, 100% you. And how do you start to love yourself? You start by this. You make a pledge to yourself that I am going to start to know my worth, know my value, and love myself more today than I did yesterday, than I did the week before, than I will tomorrow. Allow yourself to just take that first step. It doesn't have to be complicated. Let it just be that first baby step of, all right, I sat down and I'm drawing a blanket, five things I love about my personality. You can find one. Ask a trusted friend if you're needing a little goose to get the ball rolling. You deserve this. So taking this time, taking a moment to really start to fall head over heels in love with yourself, because that's the only way that it starts to make sense to bring somebody else into that special relationship that is you. And I'm speaking from a place of being single. And so I realize that maybe some of this feels a little bit like it wouldn't work, especially if you're married or in a relationship, but it can. If you have that communication, you have that ability to discuss with your partner that, hey, I know this is how it was in the past, but now I think I need something different. And it's always going to be okay for you to ask for what you want, because how are they supposed to know? (laughs) I think we want to believe that our partners are just going to know or our family is just going to know, but they can't. They can't know what's going on inside that big, beautiful brain of yours. So we start by building the confidence in what we know and love about ourselves so that we can start to have maybe, (sighs) difficult conversations feels kind of like, has this like bad taste to it, but it it could be a difficult, maybe it's a harder conversation when we're a little bit scared about. So it's a stepping into that space of loving yourself enough to know that this is what I need and this is what I deserve. And then standing firm in that. So I hope that you will share at least one thing off of your list that you love and appreciate and find spectacular about you because I think sometimes sharing that, and putting that out in the world brings it back so much more to us or at least shows us that, you know, we're not the only ones who can love on ourselves, right? We might spark something more in you and it's not being Egotistical or thinking so highly of yourself to find those things that you love and like about you. Because remember, this is all about starting your own parade, tooting your own horn. You have to be the one to start this because you deserve it. And that's enough. So, as always, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Lisa Thruston. There will be a link in the show notes to hop on over there. Make sure you're following me. Make sure you're on my email list. I am working on a very special challenge that's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be a five-day freebie. It's going to be awesome. You're going to want to love it. You're, you are going to love it. You're not going to want to love it. But it's going out first to people on my email list. They're going to get first dibs on signing up for this amazing free masterclass coming up. So make sure you head on over to that, grab your self-care bingo while you're over there and make sure you get on my email list. And as always, remember bliss is not without, it is within. Until next time.